Welcome to the Transform Sales Podcast, where forward-thinking business leaders come to share their experiences and ideas, learn from each other, and amplify their results together. Hey, welcome guys to another episode of the Transform Sales Podcast. Today, I am joined by Matt Blossel, CRO of Experity. Uh, welcome to the show today, Matt. How's it going? It's great. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. So, you know, let's just start this off the way we always do. Tell us a little bit about Experity and how you all are transforming uh, sales for your for your audience. It looks like mainly urgent care uh, healthcare providers. That's right. Experity is really the industry leading uh, provider of technology products and services uh, for the urgent care industry. Uh, we really partner with our, our clients who are either independent urgent care operators or uh, also urgent cares that are associated with health systems. And we really want to take care of everything along the customer journey uh, that they need from a technology perspective. We want to we take care of that and essentially power their urgent care as an operating system uh, so that they can do what they do best, which is treat patients. So our solutions... Uh, work on everything from attracting patients to the urgent care, processing them, all the pre-visit uh, things that happen a lot, uh, with the patient. Um, then our core product is certainly the you know, electronic medical records, EMR, uh, which really handles all the clinical workflow. Uh, and then we also handle things on the back end for our clients as well with uh, full cycle revenue management services or billing. Um, so again, and, and, you know, surveys, reputation management, all of the things you uh, normally think of that happen post uh, visit. So um, we are the product of a, uh, a merger of the number one and number two players in the space two years ago, uh, DocuTap and Practice Velocity. And then now we have come together uh, to really create the industry leader and um, uh, rebranded that, uh, that firm, uh, Xperity, which is where we are today. So uh, that makes a lot of sense. I like that. Uh, thanks for sharing. So now what we'll do is we will go ahead and roll into uh, the core theme of our of our conversation here. And this is where we get into your single biggest challenge. Uh, and we try to identify some learnings that you had that could benefit us other sales leaders out here that, are, that may be tuning in. So what is the single biggest challenge you dealt with last year as it pertains to hitting your revenue goals? Question number one. It's a great question, Tony, because I think 2020 was a, obviously a difficult year across the board in many aspects of life and business. But I think it was also a, it was also a good uh, reminder for businesses so for us, the biggest challenge, when you think about what was it, late February, early March, when the pandemic hit, um, everything just changed. And for us, obviously being in the healthcare uh, arena, um, we saw that firsthand. And so it was interesting. So if you think about what I've, you know, what I've been talking about, you know, since we started this conversation, it was all about getting clients to change, right? And getting them to upgrade, um, you know, their partners so that they can take their business to, a next, to the next level. That was not the conversation that you needed to be having with clients at the end of February and early March. Uh, the, what they were facing uh, as a business was completely different. So it took us a, few, a little bit of time to kind of regroup and say, what is the best thing that we can do right now for our clients? 
not our company. It is not about uh, aggressively pushing new products and services on them. So what we found is, and the way I directed our sales team, which is just get on the phone, be empathetic and ask one question, how can we help? And not only is that just the right thing to do, um, Mm -hmm. but it also is the right thing to do for our business because I knew if we just helped them in a time of need, it would end up paying benefit to the brand and to the company and to your question, revenue down the road. It may not right away. It may not even in 2020, but at some point just uh, partnering with our clients and trying to help them in any way possible, whether that's, you know, keep their business, keep their doors open on their business, help them understand what's really going on because we are in a unique position uh, where we service about 50% of the industry. So we can share best practices, things like that. So it was interesting, Tony, because we found ourselves doing stuff that we normally don't do, right? Mm -hmm. Like literally pulling reports for clients or, you know, helping them figure out where can they get, you know, uh, you know, air conditioners because they were in, uh, you know, hot weather climates and they want, they were setting up tents to get people uh, COVID tested. So we found ourselves just letting go of our, uh, if you will, products and services to a certain degree, and just figuring out how we can help them be successful. Because like I said before, we're only successful if our clients are, because that's, we are urgent care. Now, that being said, we quickly transitioned to say, okay, what can we do in our products uh, and or services uh, to directly help? Uh, so the next step was we actually built, designed, built, and launched in 72 hours a COVID triage app that allowed our clients to literally triage uh, uh, patients, uh, our prospective patients, in the parking lot because they were having this flood of people coming there. Mm-hmm. They had COVID. They didn't know if they should send them to the EMR, didn't know if they should send them home. So we developed an application, rolled it out. Um, free of charge to our clients and actually prospects uh, as well, just to help them figure out what to do with all these patients that were coming. And then obviously that's led to a lot of follow on products. And, um, you know, I, we don't think COVID or, or uh, the next uh, version of it is going away anytime soon. So I think these are products that are going to be there to stay. Um, But we, we really wanted to figure out how we could help our clients and, um, you know, go into the, the genesis of your question. Uh, it ended up being a tremendous revenue year for us. Um, I think part of it was um, during the time, uh, during the early stage of the pandemic, we just figured out how to help. And then what happened is mid-year, um, it started to come around where I think people recognized what we were doing and certainly what our competitors were not doing. And we were, you know, bringing clients, signing new clients onto the platform um, you know, really after the first quarter of the pandemic hit. And so um, last year was actually a strong year for us from a revenue growth perspective and new bookings. So it's interesting um, what you got here because you shared with us an idea where the environment changed and the environment changed for so many people with COVID. You guys were smart enough or empathetic enough, right? I, I think we can learn something from you guys in that challenge. You listened and I'm assuming you got all kinds of feedback. How did you determine which of those feedback pieces of feedback were going to be the ideas that turn into an opportunity that you guys ultimately ended up publishing or releasing? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's interesting. It's where uh, if, if we weren't a nimble company before, uh, it taught us to be nimble. 
honestly, Tony, it, it, it reminds me of the early stages. You know, this is my, you know, fifth uh, private equity or venture backed business. And it, it reminded me of the early stages of, mm-hmm. of kind of, of, of entrepreneurial ventures where literally we were met, we met every day in the morning and in the evening, talked about what we were hearing, uh, would package ideas or concepts up or, 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 you know, further questions. And then we would go out and we would just test them and we would talk to our customers, say, hey, we're thinking about doing this. Would this help? And so it just created this rapid iteration process around getting feedback, playing it back to the industry. Um, You know, we didn't have time to do the traditional, you know, statistically significant, you know, survey and all that other stuff that we would have missed the boat on helping them. So we just went back to real early stage guerrilla tactics to just get get there and get the keep that line of communication going um, externally with the client and then most as important internally, right? We had constituents from all aspects of the business as part of those discussions. We had people from product, we had people from implementation, from sales, from marketing support, so that everyone was aligned and we could move really, really quickly. Because it, as you can imagine, not only was the pandemic kind of unfolding itself quickly. You can imagine when your business is really thrown into disarray, the clients were just, you know, the the angst. And so we just knew we had to move and move fast. And you had to be, uh, you couldn't let perfect get in the way of good, right? Because it was about speed to market. We we knew even if we didn't do something that was 100% correct, if we got 75%, it would help the industry and our clients in a massive way. And Mm -hmm. that was a good reminder, like I said before, a lesson for the company to remember that we still can be nimble, even though we are as large and industry leading as we are. And so I tell you this, while we're here talking about the revenue growth, that this pandemic and our response to it was so energizing for our team. Yeah. To see the team come together and really be able to help when our clients were in a time of need. Um, we're a better company for what happened. Now, I wouldn't wish a pandemic on anyone, and, and, yeah. uh, but there's, you know, there are opportunities uh, in business like this where you know, tragedy can really, you can turn it into um, you know, a positive for a business in terms of how it comes together and how it you know, um, comes out the other end of it. And we're still not on, out on the other end of it, but uh, I do feel like we learned a lot and uh, it, it made us stronger as a business. Yeah, what I, what I really like comes out of this story is that it, it highlights the power that having a higher purpose uh, creates, you know, for your business. It excites employees. Um, you really feel like when you know that you're contributing to the greater good, it just makes it that much more uh, engaging to be a part of that, a, a part of that story. Because you're not just a product, you're not just a company, you're really transforming uh, a space or transforming lives in, in the process. Let me ask you just well, because, really, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna build on that because I, you know what? I think that's right. And it, it, by going through that period of, you know, kind of empathy and just for figuring out to, how to help, where we've emerged is uh, an environment that has taken the sales out of sales. I mean, our inbound requests uh, are through the roof. I mean, I can tell you there's 3x the pipeline today than there was pre-pandemic. 
And that's not because we changed our products and services in a massive way or came out with a, a brand new release or anything like that. Uh, yep. it's, because, it's because of how we responded and how we took on our industry leading role in, in a way uh, that was really powerful to the businesses, you know, c- c- customers and prospects. And so uh, it's interesting how we feel like we're selling less today than we did a year ago. Uh, and that's not, again, not because we massively changed our products or services or even changed our sales approach. It's right. what we did during that time that made us, that changed the, per- the perception of our brand. Okay. And then another note here that sounds like it was a pretty effective leverage of tools is that you designed and developed and launched this app in 72 hours? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a whole other level of collaboration there, Matt. You guys were highly efficient and effective. Yeah, it was, awesome. and, and that, you know, what, what's even crazier about that is I think, you know, 48 of those 72 hours were over a weekend. Uh, so we literally just, the team didn't stop. And, um, and it, it's, it's funny too, I mean, going back to what we said before, I mean, people wanted to do it. It's not like we were, you know, uh, having to convince people to work hard, fast, and over a weekend. I mean, the team just threw themselves uh, at that effort, which I'm really proud of um, in terms of, says a lot about the team uh, and culture that we've built here at Xperity, which is really exciting for me to see. Nice. So I'm taking a few things away from this conversation. I'm taking away empathy, uh, being empathetic uh, with your with your potential customers or your marketplace, let's just say that, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Listening, asking how you can help. And, you know, this reminds me a lot of Ask from Ryan Levesque, right? It's this idea of, you know, ask, what's the challenge? How can we help? Then you provide a, then you provide a solution or you tell them what you're going to create and then you go ahead and you deliver that solution and then you're able to build. So the other thing I'm taking away from this besides asking how you can help is one, don't be afraid to create products that solutions that you're not going to charge for because when you can create value beyond your main product or or offering, uh, then you can create even more value for your marketplace and your business. Um, That said, what would be your piece of advice for sales leaders out there that may be facing a similar challenge? And I hope I didn't steal any of your thunder with my recap. something that's really, really important that you need to move fast on, um, you really, that's when you've got to really trust your team, right? The team that you've built, empower them to move fast, empower them to make mistakes, let them know it's okay. We're moving fast team. We, we're, we may fail a couple of times along the way, but yeah. that's okay. This is what we're going to need to do to get to the next level. And so for me, my recommendation with leaders is, is sometimes in times like this, it's easier for the executive team to clamp down uh, and get more involved. I would argue this is the time to be proud of what you've built and let them go because you can only slow it down uh, and a lot of times stifle, you know, the the progress that, 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 that they can make. So that's my biggest lesson learned from this is to trust uh, your, you know, kind of frontline leaders uh, and the people that are on the team because uh, they'll, they'll likely surprise you in what they can achieve. Sage advice, Matt. Thanks for sharing. A pleasure having you on the show, learning a little bit about uh, your journey uh, from last year. Learned a lot from you and wishing you tons of luck. We've got Matt Lassel, CRO of Xperity. We'll see you next time. Okay. Thanks, Tony.